Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey there, this is Randy Cross from CBS Sports, three-time Super Bowl winner, right here on the Jake Brown Show. How did this song not get you fired up for the Jake Brown Show? NFL playoffs coming. The college football title game is coming. Oh, what a time to be alive. It's the Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio's Play.it. iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher is where you find us. Let's just keep rocking this. I wish this could play the whole show. Pump it up, pump it up, pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. It definitely does as I have like an NFL primetime vibe to it. Down to the 30, the 25, the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Odell Beckham, and the Giants beat the Packers and are going to the NFL, NFC Divisional Round to take on the Dallas Cowgirls. Oh, baby. To the 30, the 25, 20. Here comes Connor Cook. Connor Cook died for the end zone. He He scores. Oh, Connor Cook, rookie quarterback, leads the Raiders to the next round of the playoffs, baby. He's fumbling, stumbling. The well-dressed Imani Toomer. 50, the 40, the 30. Here comes Greg Jennings putting the team on his back, though. All right, that's enough. Jake Brown show, play it out at iTunes, Spotify. That music, and people on Facebook Live can't hear it, but you'll hear it on the show tomorrow. Play.it slash Jake Brown, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Liddy music. Just incredible start. Got me hyped right now. Last week, if you heard the show portion with me and Sant, Sant is out this week in Orlando. I was very sick and sneezing every couple of seconds and blowing my nose. Now I'm alive. Even though I'm deaf in my right ear, I am alive and I feel well. We just interviewed Lawrence Tynes. That interview is up. A special, t- a Tuesday night special. So whatever primetime show you're watching, put it on mute and put on the Jake Brown show. Although there were some wild comments on the, on the Bachelor apparently, where where one of the girls on the Bachelor or is it the bat? It's the Bachelor, yeah, not the Bachelorette. Said my vagine is platinum apparently, and she just went into the guy's room and they just banged. Uh, so that's y- how you get ahead. That's how you separate yourself from the pack. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess you gotta have platinum vagine these yeah. days. It's like the black card. It's like you need <laughs> platinum vagine. Uh, but this is the Jake Brown show. We don't need to talk about platinum vagine. We're talking about the NFL playoffs. They are here. The college football title game is here. We got Lawrence Times. We'll have Latrell Sprewell on later in the week. 
if, if we get him, we were supposed to get a hold of him. We're still waiting. May, might happen after this. Um, and on the show podcast coming up later, Randy Cross, great guy, Randy Cross, three-time Super Bowl champion. We have a two-time Super Bowl champion on the week. There's a pattern here: a two-time Super Bowl champion, a three-time Super Bowl champion, and a four-time NBA All Star. So now we need like Kobayashi, like a five-time eating competition wiener, wiener, <laughs> literally wiener. <laughs> uh, and then we'll have a the whole uh, spectrum. Joey, Joey I just spit everywhere. Um, by the way, very frustrating here. What's up? Keys on my keyboard. Oh, this is the worst. Not working. I it's used like, this for five seconds earlier, and I pulled half my hair out. It's like I'm trying to type the letter G, like nothing the working. The entire right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. No, D through L. On but, DSL. <laughs> DL is not working. It's not just that though. It's each of the. It's that entire. It's like those three rows. All those rows aren't working. No, it, it's D through L. And uh, D Thorell hasn't treated me very Woof. well. That's all I got to say. Um, but, guys, the playoffs are set. I'm excited. The Giants are in. If, if you don't know if you, if you don't know me well, I am a Jets and Giants fan. The Jets first, the Giants second. A rare thing. But now I have the Giants. We went to both. Well, I went to both parades uh, as much as I could get in, it was very tough. Obviously, I went to the you know, the first one when they beat the Patriots undefeated. Here, you were there for the Super Bowl. Um, so I much. went to the aftermath at the stadium, which was even better. The stadium celebration where Strahan said they're wearing black in New England right now was awesome. Um, I don't know if it was the, better than the game, but you know, no, no, no. I mean, that's, <laughs> obviously, but um, this Giants team is special. We'll get into that. The defense going up against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Some Packers fans will say this: third time's the charm. And you know what? They have they have something to say here because this team is winners of six straight. Aaron Rodgers in these six games has been MVP caliber. He guaranteed it. He got it. They won six straight. They ran the table. Giants Packers game of the wild card weekend. The other games we have, Steelers-Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins, you can argue, yes, they beat the Steelers early in the year. Dolphins are not as good um, as their record really shows, in my opinion. I've hated on them for a while here. And also, the Steelers are in playoff form. They're not going to lose in Pittsburgh against Matt Moore, even if Ryan Tannehill does come back. Um, I just don't see it happening. Texans-Raiders, the Texans... Are going to throw Brock Osweiler out there, it seems. I mean, Brock again, another one. That's that's what you're going to say for his interceptions. You have Brock Osweiler. Looks like he's going to start with Savage getting hurt. Speaking of backup quarterbacks getting hurt, the team that they're playing, Matt McGloin hurts his shoulder. He's going to be out. And rookie Connor Cook, I mean, talk about your first career start being any bigger. Oh, it's only the playoffs. Playoffs? And now this is a weird predicament for a Raiders team that looked like one that could compete with the Patriots for the AFC title. And now a lot of experts are going out and predicting the Houston Texans to win this game. I'll give you my prediction a little later in the show before we get to Randy Cross later on. But, man, I don't know. That is ugly. Brock versus Cook. It's, it's going to get ugly 
in Houston. Well, you were talking, man. The Giants Packers, that's the best game, and that got the best it's, that it's got the best close. spot. And Seahawks Lions isn't bad here. And Raiders Texans is an ugly game. No one's gonna watch it, and that's why it's at Saturday, four o'clock. Yeah, and Seahawks Lions isn't bad, but I, I do think the Seahawks should win in Seattle, but we'll see with the Seahawks team. You never Lions know what you're gonna get. Cold right now. They are very lucky to be in the playoffs. Nine and four losing their last three. I mean, granted, they were yeah. against and it's the against, Lions. They're all they were all against playoff teams, mind you. But at the end of the day, you got to go out there and win your games. You're backing into the playoffs. They're lucky the Redskins lost because they. We'll get for, to that later in the show. But the Redskins could have and should have won that. Game. And four words, it's the Lions. Um, so those are the playoff matchups. But for my opening here, I got to start with the college football playoff. I get into it with Randy Cross, man. But I went if if you follow me on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio, I went on you a, should. on a Twitter rant about the college football playoffs, and I even numbered them. I'm, I'm going back through my tweets now. I numbered them as I was going through, like, 1 through 12 or 13, whatever it was. Um, first off, the <laughs> the refs missed that offsides call. It was truly mind-blowing. Uh, that tweet blew up. But, all right, here's my issue here with the college football playoffs here on the Jake Brown Show. Um, there's so many issues you got to work on with this sport. Playing bowl games a month after the season – is just absurd. These are college football players. You leave college football players nearly a month, nearly a month without games, it gets ugly. You had an Alabama defensive lineman basically pull a JPP and shoot his finger off. You have guys assaulting people. You had a guy rob a Belk after they gave him $450. He robbed more stuff. Apparently the $450 was not enough. You give a college kid, think about you in college, stepping away from the field for weeks. You're going to do stupid things. And you know what? That is fine. But then to go out and play what you call a meaningful bowl game and say that it counts and stars should play in it and coaches, coaches get other jobs and you expect them to go coach these said games. It's embarrassing. And I know what college football is about. It's about the money. It's about soaking in as much money as you can with players that aren't making money. I mean, it's a cash cow college football. But it's a joke. You have so many bowl games. Why not do an actual playoff? Since when has four teams ever decided a playoff in sports, folks? There's 12 in the NFL, there's 10 in Major League Baseball, there's 16 in the NBA, and there's 16 in the NHL. How are you going to go out in hundreds of teams across the nation? And obviously a lot better than others. How the heck are you going to eliminate it down to four? And I could see, I completely understand why Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette, and why these guys won't play. Why risk your chance at millions for sponsors and college football making millions? None of that the players are going to see at that time. They'll see it when they get to the NFL. What's the point of the risk? Make the bowl games, if you're going to do them, closer to the end of the season so at least the players are going to consider playing. Who's going to want to watch a bowl game of Stanford without McCaffrey playing? I mean, the guy's the highlight of the team. Who's going to want to, want to watch LSU without Leonard Fournette? Besides their fans, of course. What's the point? Who's going to want to watch a bowl game at 11 a.m. at 10 a.m.? 
Like they're having bowl games in the morning. Like, hey, let me make some eggs and bacon and watch this game on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, what's the point? It's a big reason why I didn't get into college football a lot. I mean, how do you expect a college kid in that time to not get hurt, not hit a blunt, not do dumb stuff like shoot your finger off? And it's so funny how proud the college football committee, the playoff committee, gets with their four-team playoff. And now we have Randy Cross on later who's all for it. And I respect his opinion 100%. The guy does it for a living. He's a three-time Super Bowl champ. He's a pro bowler. I mean, the guy talks college football for a living. Respect his opinion, but respectfully disagree with his opinion. Four teams. And sure, you can make the whole argument eight. They're going to mess up some. Some teams are going to be left out. 16 probably changes that argument where it's like, hey, 16 teams are in. Now, I understand a lot of extra games. There's going to be guys potentially getting hurt. It's a risk on players. But it doesn't seem like you care about the players when they're not getting paid. I'm going to watch the NFL this weekend where 12 teams are in the playoffs. That's what I'm going to do. Anyways, that's my rant on the college football playoffs. I think it needs to be changed. I think it will at some point be changed to eight. But when do we see it? It might not be another 10 years till we see the college football playoff become eight teams. I think eight teams is fair. We got a big week on the Jake Brown Show, a big sports week coming at you guys. Uh, I'm excited. We got Lawrence Tynes is on the show. It's up. Go listen right now if Great you're on interview. Facebook Live. Great interview. Talking He's everything. A fun guy. We talk marijuana use, his right. brother in jail. We talk the Giants. We talk Tom Coughlin. We talk everything. Excuse me. 07 <coughs> or 2008 <coughs> NFC title game. My my personal favorite game. And he had some cool things to say about that at the end. Yeah, that Giants team rode high. If you want to ride high, use Kumo tires. That was impressive. That was impressive. K-U-M-H-O-U-S-A dot com slash dealer is where you find them. What is the road to again, see when I talk too much, I get, I get back to sick again. Take a deep, take a deep <coughs> breath. Hold on. Recompose yourself. You can do this. What does the road to success for an NFL player look like? Kumo Tires is giving you a behind-the-scenes look at what views a player's road to success with the player style files presented by Kumo Tire. Kumo Tire. Uh, Kumo Tire presents how tire training helps athletes improve mobility, balance, strength, and performance. You can visit KumoTire.com to learn how quality tires can improve your car's performance. Better traction, better grip, better control, less noise. Kumo Tire, better always. Uh, they have a variety of products that will work for any kind of car. As a passenger, a luxury car, race car, truck, SUV, crossover, you drive an Uber or a Lyft, a Juno, uh, get, make your life easier to ride better. The PS91, AT51, MT51, the TA11, love mud and snow, whatever it may be. Kumo, USA.com slash dealer. We're going to wrap up on Facebook Live right now. If you don't like the Facebook page, do it. We got exclusive content. Web extras, everything, it's awesome. Go check it out. Thanks to all you, like, five people that watch. Uh, more can watch later, which is good about Facebook Live and not Instagram. We were Instagram before. Not many people will watch it, but you can't go back and watch it. This, you could go back and watch. So if you if you missed it, if you're watching this Wednesday, how you doing? Happy Hump Day. If you're watching this Thursday, Thirsty Thursday, Freaky Friday, uh Ta- Taco Tuesday today. What is what is Saturday's? Uh, Sloppy Saturday. Sloppy Saturday and 
sunny Sunday. Sushi Football Sunday. Sunday. I don't like sushi. You don't All like... Right. Oh. All right, peace, Pays very alive. picky. That, you know what? That's something I feel like at one point should be discussed. It doesn't have to be today. But you could discuss now because you thought I was picky and... I'll, you know who is a very... Also, uh, a member of the Jake Brown show. Who? Our good friend Tony Pucks is a notoriously picky eater. Well. I'll tell you this. That's what draws you two together is your weird food habits. I'll tell you this. Well, I, would it, like a ca- I would like a cheeseburger with no ketchup or... Lettuce, well, that's not or tomato. Well, let's okay. I think he does ketchup, but nothing else. I'll tell you this though. You do you do that? I'll tell you this. Say it. Um, by the way, Latrell is done now, so we can do Latrell after this. Latrell oh. Spreewell will be on the show. Um, she <laughs> she might listen to this, but so I went on a date last night. Oh, that's a segue. Uh, so much for your for your food. No, because this is about the food. Oh, it is because it's All a girl right. pickier than I am. Really. Oh, man. Well, apparently she mostly eats kosher, but the food, well, she, which is fine. I have no issue with that. No, yeah, no but issue with that. so picky with a lot I mean, of the if food. If you're kosher, you got to. If you're a strict kosher. We yeah. went to Clyde's restaurant. There was salad. Just a basic salad, no dressing or anything. It was just salad. But do, I guess not eating like bacon, does, like a lot of things. Yeah, I'm not really. And I was like, whoa. What makes kosher kosher? Um, but yeah, if you're one someone that you know is by that, you have a very and you're very strict kosher. It really limits the stuff you can eat. I guess I can't hate because that does affect things. But but yeah, no, I'll, I'll end it there. <laughs> you know, no. We so actually tried to scalp for Nick's tickets, and yeah. no one would budge. Like I, I was willing to pay maybe up to a hundred, and no one budged. So and and I'm so budge. glad I didn't because they played the magic, and it was no Porzingis. So I'm just gonna go when it's cheaper at some point. Yeah. Um, Knicks are a tough one because it's one team I don't have a true connect for, like a plug, the plug. Yeah. Uh, you know the plug. You need the plug. Are there any Knicks plugs out there? If you're a plug of the Knicks, hit me up. Definitely, yeah. Hit us uh, up. There's a couple people, but I, hit it's me tough. up. Don't hit up Jake. Hit um, me. but yeah. So college football playoff. We talked the NFL. Wild card round, and uh, man, the Redskins just crapped the bed. I mean, Kirk Cousins in a game where he really could have earned that big check, and I think he still will earn it, and I think he should still earn it because when you have a quarterback, uh, when you have a quarterback like that, you got to keep him. And I think he's man. legit. So, you know what? I think the Redskins ruined a great opportunity. The Giants' defense was awesome. And the Giants will be the five seed and take on the Packers. Now we know the Packers were rooting, uh, the Giants were rooting for the Lions in Detroit. Obviously, the Packers got the job done. Aaron Rodgers looked studly. The Lions kind of, kind of tripping their way into the playoffs here, but they're here at nine and seven. And you feel for the Bucks who finished nine and seven, oh so close. And I would have loved to see the Bucks in over the Lions because I think Bucks Seahawks would have been a very interesting game battle of two really good defenses Tampa beat and them earlier in I would, the year I and yeah and I would have loved to see Jameis Winston in the playoffs uh, but Stafford's good but we'll see I, I think the Seahawks should escape that game pretty easily but Giants will play the Packers who are hot and let's break this game down here the Giants have done it twice in Lambeau Field they've beat them twice and they're going to try to do it a third time this Giants defense might be better than those two teams. Those two teams had good defenses, led by guys like Michael Strahan um, and Antrell Roll back then at safety. You had pieces, Prince this of Mukamura. This is a different kind of defense, I would say. But this defense, and they spent the money on it, yeah. can attack the quarterback. You're maybe getting JPP back if they win this game next week. 
uh, and you have Janoris Jenkins there. You have this Landon Collins, who Tiki Barber told me, if you didn't hear that interview, check it out, told me he thinks Landon Collins is the defensive player of the year, and I totally agree. This defense has looked so good, and for the Giants, it's very odd that the defense has looked better than we expected, even though they put a lot of money. And the offense has looked worse than expected when we thought the offense would be their biggest strength. I mean, the Giants' offense has struggled, we can say, um, over these last couple weeks. I mean, throughout the season, they've been very up and down. They they win 19-10. Forget the last touchdown, 13 points. They lose to the Eagles, score 19. They beat the Lions, only score 17. They beat the Cowboys, 10-7. 14 versus the Steelers. Browns don't even count that. They score 22 against the Bears, 21 against the Bengals. Twenty. So it's not like they're scoring at an alarming rate. So it definitely worries you a little bit, the Giants offense. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And on that front, and I forgot to get into it in our opening here, I'm on a boat, AM. I'm on a boat, AM. The Giants are on a boat. Such a non-story. Yeah, everyone made it a story. And let's let's look at both sides of the argument here. If you if you lived under a rock, the New York Giants they they go out and beat the Redskins in D.C. and they make their way down to Miami. Who knows how? I'm assuming they got there in a jet or um, they flew there and they popped some bottles on the plane, maybe. But OBJ and teammates. It was Beckham, Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard, and Roger Lewis Jr. the receivers. How about Roger Lewis Jr., by the way, getting thrown into this? I mean, what a, what a lucky situation for him. It's cool that the receivers are bonding him, but it's just like, all right, Cruz, you understand, Beckham, Shepard, all great. And then Roger Lewis, the fourth guy, is like, hey, hey, uh, hey guys, can I come party with Justin Bieber and Trey Songs in Miami? Oh, sure, Club Live every Sunday. We'd be up in KOD every Monday. They were up in Club Live on Sunday night, and Roger Lewis Jr. is just there for the party. So if you missed it, there was video. They were at Club Live with Fabulous, Trey Songs, Bieber, partying the night away, and then on a boat on Monday. Now remember, they had to report Tuesday morning to practice. I'm fine with it, honestly. And a lot of people want to – I can understand the naysayers. You have a playoff game coming up. You want to be focused. You want to be well-rested. You want to be good. But one night to celebrate. It's New Year. I think the fact that it was New Year's Day factored into it. You want to celebrate New Year's, and if Justin Bieber or Trey Songz are hitting you up to come party, then do it. Um, and I'm sure they knew they were going to get publicity out of this too. I mean, it's all a publicity stunt these days. I mean, Mariah Carey basically said that that was all publicity stunt. Her just god awful New Year's performance where she lip not only lip synced, did a terrible job lip singing. I mean, she wasn't even in sync. What? I don't even know what to call it. What I would just call it like singing with lips, but not lip lips in sync with what was going on. Well, did you see what the story was with that? Well, they said they, they set her up to fail is what her PR team I, said. Yeah, but I don't buy that. Well, I don't buy it at all. I don't buy it. Well, what ha- supposedly happened was the, the tech team behind, you know, when you're performing out in Times Square New Year's Eve in front of two million people and you're outdoors, what happened was the audio in her ear, she couldn't hear. So... She couldn't hear the music that was playing. So it's like, how do you know where you are in the song? Yeah, I, whatever. So that, she I, still could have sang she, a little bit. She was, just, but I mean, she, she tried, but she doesn't know where she is. She's gonna look like an idiot. I don't if she buy tried. that. She BS. looks like an idiot if she tries. She had she to have heard the freaking music. It was blasting. I don't, I don't buy that. No, 
telling you, I don't man. think that's true. I'll, I'm you. Either way, she couldn't have made it any more awkward. Um, but hey, she still she looked good. I'll give her that. Um, but anyways, besides the point, not story. And I think why it's a story is a couple things. It involves Ob- Odell Beckham Jr. and involves Justin Bieber. Those are two. If there are two lightning rods in the world of sports and entertainment in 2016, it's Justin Bieber and it's Odell Beckham. Those guys made more headlines, it seems like, than anyone on the face of the planet. And it makes sense. A little bit of a slow news day. Let's make this a headline. And I see both sides of it. Personally, my side is I have no problem. As long as it doesn't carry over throughout the week. If we see them on like Friday night in the party, then it's a joke, obviously. I agree 100%. But Such a also, it'll be a story if the Giants don't show up Sunday. But I don't expect that to happen. But if something happens, you say, oh, they, they didn't rest. These guys are adults. It, the boat thing is a little interesting because they were out till 6 a.m. and then on a boat, so it doesn't seem like they're sleeping, which you need some rest here for a practice. What day was this picture taken? It was taken Monday, and then they practiced Tuesday. So they're off. So they're off. Who cares? I don't think it's a big deal. And one of the guys did have a blunt in the picture, but it's whatever. Um, it wasn't one of the players. Well, so it's Yeah, I, I don't think it's an issue. But you know what? Let them party. It's the one night you can. I, I don't think it should be an issue. Uh, so I had I had no problem with that. I, I I I could see why people have a problem with it, but let them live. This game is gonna be great, man. I mean, you have a high powered offense going up against a high powered defense. I like the Giants to win this, and here's why. I think better defenses out Trump, out Donald Trump, good offenses here. I think the Giants have that. Well, that's historically in football, man. Your defense is just like in baseball. Great pitching knocks out good hitting. Great defense is going to knock out offense. Thanks, Captain Captain Clark here. Captain Dick Clark. Oh, okay. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, and how about the year of 2016? Celebrity death was not good. Uh, R.I.P. to Princess Leia and yeah, her man. mother. Wow, yeah. Was it her mother? Yeah. Her mother killed herself? Day. No. Oh, she, she kill herself. She had a stroke. I got a notification. Kevin Mawai is among the 15 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. Danian Tomlinson as well. I believe Troy Vincent. Yeah. The, Kurt Warner. My boy Kurt love Kurt Warner. Kurt's yeah. good. Kurt, you, you think? Yeah, I think LT Super- is a lock to get in. I want. I believe him LT's and- got it. Kevin Mawai is not getting into the Hall of Fame. I'd be probably surprised if he did. He's no, absolutely. He's a Hall of Famer. Really? He's, how many Pro Bowls did he start in a row? Can we look this up? How many Pro Bowls? I don't know. Kevin but Mawai. I'm we'll see how the up. Hall of Fame turns out here. Um, but back to Giants Packers. I don't know why I got I, that. Oh, we got sidetracked. The notification. Non-issue, the boat. Boatgate is ridiculous. Yeah, Boatgate, boatgate is, is that what ridiculous. we're calling it? I'm, that's what I'm calling it. He was an all-pro from 98. I guess he is. I, through 2008, and the only years he missed on this were 03, 5, 6. Yeah, I guess you could call him Hall of Famer. Um, Six, excuse me, eight career Pro Bowls. Three-time first-team all-pro. I guess the name just isn't what you would think. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the the fan of me picks the Giants, and also the analyst or the media in me also picks the Giants. I, I, I think... There's one game you can really see going either way, though. It's the game the of the week. Because the Packers are home, and they're so hot. Yeah, the hot team coming to the playoff worries me. 
I just think one hit to Rodgers, excuse me, we know his injury concerns. I think one hit to like his ankle and he's done. And you know the Giants are going to put pressure on Rodgers. So I like the Giants in this game. And you can't I, discredit Eli 2-0 and in his career in Lambeau in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It used I, to always be that Lambeau, I believe until 2 the Packers never lost a home playoff game in Lambeau. And I think well, since then, I can think of at least four or five times they've been knocked off. Yeah, they struggled. Kaepernick knocked off twice, Mike Vick, Eli twice. I think the Giants win this game 20-17 to 17 is my prediction. But, again, it's going to be the game of the week. The other NFC game is Seahawks-Lions. Now, the Seahawks are coming in here as a very weird team. Like, we don't know what Seahawks team we're going to get week in and week out, but they're home. And when you see them at home, they win. Some weird losses to the Cardinals. They lost 14-5 to the Bucks. They tied the Cardinals 6-6. They lost to the Saints 25-20. Uh, so weird scores for them week in and week out. Weird games, like a 25-point game, a 5-point game. Uh, very inconsistent. A tie. They're an odd team. Um, I will say their defense though has been great. Oh yeah, that's been yeah. But without without Earl is... without Earl Thomas, you gotta you gotta be careful. Uh, so I don't know about Seattle. I think they're gonna win though because I I don't trust I don't trust, I don't Detroit. trust Detroit on the road uh, whatsoever in this situation. So I'll take the Seahawks in that game. I'll say twenty seven sixteen. I think Seattle wins. That one. Going to the AFC here. The Steelers and the Dolphins. Now, again, I've been against the Dolphins all year. I I don't think whatever quarterback goes out there, I think they have a better chance with Tannehill. Again, playing on an injured knee will be tough. I think Moore has done a solid job. He's a a formidable backup in the fact that he's been there, he's played, he has playing time under his belt, unlike Cook and unlike Savage. Uh, for the Texans and for the Raiders, that the Dolphins could make this a respectable score. But I think in Pittsburgh, the terrible towels waving, Big Ben off off a fresh week where he didn't have to play, Antonio Brown off a fresh week, Le'Veon Bell off a fresh week, three superstars fresh and ready to go are going to be too much for the Dolphins. So I think the Steelers are going to put up a lot. I see them winning this game probably something like a 31-2 I'll say 31-17 the Steelers beat the Dolphins. I'll say this about this matchup, and I think the Steelers will win because I think when the Steelers are on, I think they're the most dynamic team, not just in the AFC, but in the whole NFL, especially offensively. However, we can't forget that sometimes the Steelers just do not show up for games. But I think the playoffs is different, and they're home in Pittsburgh. They're they're weird, weird, though. They're They're weird, but this is a playoffs. They're stepping their game up. Mike Tomlin is not losing this game to to Adam Gase. Although Adam Gase, I think, might be coach of the year. Do not write off Adam Gase, A. B, Mike Tomlin wins regular season games. He wins in the playoffs as well. But I'm not sold on him as a really great head coach. Um, but on to, besides that, we also can't forget the Jay Ajayi coming out party this year. It was against the good. Steelers. Also a little inconsistent. That was against the Steelers, and though. He's coming in hurt. That was a while ago. He's coming in a little banged up. Uh, I, I'm telling you, the Steelers are just going to be too much pressure. It's gonna, the, the playoff atmosphere will be too much 
for the Dolphins in this situation. I understand that the Steelers haven't showed up all the time, but their offense has clicked at the right time. Last week did not matter. They didn't play anyone. 204 yards, two touchdowns early this year against the Steelers. Yeah. Jai Very early. Again, the ground and pound that has, has gone on Jai and all these games that matter is going to be a lot going into this big matchup. 31-17 Steelers. I said uh, Seahawks. I said uh, Giants. Texans Raiders. Now this is the one that uh, this is the one where if I believe this is the Saturday night game. If Which I'm game? not Texans, no, it's the Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah. So if you're out Saturday doing errands and stuff, this is fine. If if you go food shopping during this one, it's Connor Cook versus looks like Brock Osweiler. Savage's questionability. Uh, concussion puts his uh, playing uh, availability. Status, in, up in the air. Status is questionable. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Cook versus Osweiler, and just prepare for a whole lot of runs. And um, I'll say this: this is a best case scenario for Houston because um, not that the Raiders are a bad team at all, because they're a very good team. And I think before the car injury, you can make a case they were they were probably the best team in the AFC outside of the Patriots. Um. But every single spot the Texans have a weakness in now, the Raiders have the same thing. And I think they're very even. And if you're a Texans fan, I just, you're very happy. Yeah, a lot of experts are predicting the Texans. I just, I'm not a Brock Osweiler guy. I think, and here's the here's the key, no, here's the key thing. Here's the, let me finish. Here, let me finish. Connor Cook on the other end. Relax, relax. Oh, I'm up. I'm, I'm enraged. I texted <laughs> my guy KJ on the Raiders earlier today. And I said, damn, tough break for you guys. The Connor Cook show now. Hope he does well. He says, got a ball. And here's the key, what he said that I completely agree with. KJ said, got to manage the game. That's going to be so key for rookie in his first start. Where don't do anything crazy. The Texas defense is good, but don't take huge risks. You have a good running back in Latavius Murray and Jalen Richard. You have a couple of guys there. That could ground and pound here. Make your short throws, make the curl routes, complete third and shorts, and manage the game. That's what Connor Cook is going to have to do, and I think he's going to do it. I, I don't know. I just don't like this Texan team. I hate that they're in the playoffs. I wish Mariota was healthy and the Titans made it, but they didn't. But I just think the Raiders still have the talent to at least win this game. I don't think they're going to win passes. <laughs> But I think Connor uh, Connor Cook will do enough. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be field goals. It's going to we might see this could be a five or six field goal kind of game. I think the Raiders prevail. I'm going to say something like a like a 23-20-20 kind of game, or like a 23-22. Some some of those scores. It's going to be field goals. And it's going to be tight. Even 23 might be a lot. Yeah, I'll say I'll say 23-20. The Raiders squeak by. Uh, it might even be low, lower score than that, but I'll go with that for now. I just think they do have enough offense firepower where Cook... I mean, you put Cook in the middle of a game. At least give him a week of prep here. He has a shot. This game I could see going either way. It's unfortunate for the Raiders because if Carr's here, I mean, they're taking the car to the AFC Championship at least. Now it's a little bit different. So I'll, I'll, I'll say Raiders 23-20. So I'll say Steelers, they win and will take on the Chiefs. The Raiders will take on the Patriots. And then Steelers-Chiefs, man, it's gonna, it would be a hell of a game. The Chiefs are hoping that the Dolphins, well, the Patriots are hoping the Dolphins win because then they could play them. But I like the Steelers, the Raiders, the Seahawks, and the Giants. 
in wild card round. Alabama Clemson. I like Clemson. I think Deshaun Watson is just so good, man, and he could put up so many points, and they look so good against Ohio State, and I know how good Alabama's defense is, but I think Watson's going to beat them. I think they're going to get revenge for last year, and I think the whole Lane Kiffin thing, Steve Sarkeesian calling a one, really a one-game wonder here. Can he do it? I don't know, and I think there there's a couple of question marks there, and I think Clemson wants revenge, man. I think Watson has progressed so much this year where he's looks like he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback, and I think Clemson's going to put up a lot of points. It's going to be a shootout just like it was last year. I'm going to say Clemson wins this game 37-34. Clemson prevails in a high-scoring affair, and Clemson is your national champions. Because both those semifinal games were terrible, man. Both blowouts. I mean, you pretty much knew at the half that Washington was done for once Alabama had the pick six. And, I mean, you knew after, like, the first quarter that Clemson was beating Ohio State because that game was a shutout. So th- those are my picks for the uh, for the game. We got a, we got Randy Cross coming up. You heard Lawrence Tynes on the show in an interview. Last week you heard Ian Eagle and Tiki Barber. Um, and we'll also have Latrell Spreewell coming up in tomorrow's weeks, shows. We had some good sports guests, uh, some good names coming in January. So stay tuned for that. Potential, well, Miss New York will be here at some point. You might see Matis Yahoo in the building at some point. Uh, you might see Joe from Impractical Jokers in here at some point. Some interesting guests coming. I have a question for you. Yeah. Now, this this, this isn't about, you know, people you've talked to. This is just like a wish list. Hmm. If you had, like, three people that you'd love to interview. That's tough. That you've not talked Mike to. Mike Piazza would be right there. Three people. It doesn't have to be, like, people you like. Just, like, you know, like uh, someone interesting to talk to. Drake, easily. Yeah? It'd be Drake, probably Mike Piazza, and my number three... That's a tough one. Who would my number three be? Anybody. <sighs> Just like an interesting guy. Interesting person. I'm trying to think. Who else I would want to talk to? Who's alive, you're saying, of course. Yes. <sighs> trying to think of it. In sports and entertainment. I don't know. That's who, a tough who do you, one. Who, who's like a big fan? Who are you know. a big fan of right now? I don't know. Who's someone whose name that you drop a lot? Like Emerald, like, like someone's like a great cook. You say, oh, Emerald, this guy, I don't want to interview Lugassi. cook. I don't Th- know, you know like me. That. Think of someone I would love to interview. Piazza I'll Drake. I'll say this. If he was still alive, number one on your list would be Gary Coleman. <laughs> love me some <laughs> Gary Coleman. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe a Denzel or someone. Denzel Washington? De- yeah, he's Denzel. Already, he's, he's doing media. Denzel. He's a movie come out, I think. Yeah. It's Fences. I want to see that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll tweet that. We'll, we'll figure out who are the three people. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. I, we're wrapping up the show on this, so let me end it on that. Let me think. Uh, I was going to say Bieber. That's corny, though. Maybe a Ludacris. I don't know. Luda seems like he's done a lot so of stuff. cool. Very you know, successful music. Big movies. I'm trying to think who Fast else. Fast and Furious. Crash. I'm tr- I don't know. Maybe Seth Rogen. Question for you. I don't know. No one. Uh, no, nah, I can't say because pe- I'm gonna say, but no one on the sh- on air on air is gonna get it. 
I was gonna say, do you think he looks like Kevin? Yes, a our bit. friend Kevin. A Should bit. we? I think we need to post a picture of Kevin on on the Twitter now. We'll see. Or, or on our Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to finalize my third person here. Uh, I'll say, I'll say. Uh, hmm, oh, this is so tough. Of uh, all the people in all the world. Oh my God! That are not so Mike Piazza people. and Drake. Uh, I want to see. I want to see you talk to, talk to Taz. No. I want to see. I. He'll never know? do it. No. I think you would. No. Uh, I don't care about Taz really. Uh, oh, that's nice. Who Hi, else? Taz. I care about you, Taz. Uh, if you're listening. I because I know I know Taz is listening. Yeah, he of course. All, He's a Jake Brown show loyal. Taz listener. listens to all the play dotted shows. I'm He's very to loyal to the brand. Yeah, right. Um, who else? I'm a fan though, Taz. I don't know. I'll have to get back to me. For now, I'll say, uh, I'll mix it up and say an actor, and I'll say Denzel. This has been the Jake Brown Show. Enjoy the playoffs, everyone. This this uh, weekend. Enjoy the championship next week. Listen to Lawrence Tynes. Uh, listen to Randy Cross, who's coming up next. And listen to Latrell Spreewell. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. The Jake Brown Show. Jake Brown Show. Jake Brown Radio. Luke Halpert. I am Luke Halpert. We are signing out. Enjoy Randy Cross, college football analyst, three-time Super Bowl champion, next right here on the Jake Brown Show. Hey, this is Lawrence Tynes, former New York Giant, two-time Super Bowl champ on the Jake Brown Show. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show, everybody. Wrapping up today's show, this week's show podcast. First week of January. I'm actually deaf in my right ear right now because it's clogged up, um, but still going strong to start the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, We're talking NFL playoffs. We talked a little college football playoff, and we'll do both of those with CBS Sports analyst, college football analyst, CBS Sports Network, and a three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers and had a short stint born in uh, good old Brooklyn, where my mother is from. It is Randy Cross on the Jake Brown Show. Randy, what's going on, man? Uh, Pretty good, Jake. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, Told me it was 58 degrees in Atlanta, which we'd pray for right now, although it'll be... 50 tomorrow in New York, which is basically summer for us here. Well, to make um, you feel any better, it's probably, probably snow here on Saturday. Yeah, that's you, you. they don't know how to handle snow down there. I lived in North Carolina for a little bit, and we had a day off from school because there was no snow, but there was a threat of snow. Um, so, so put salt on the road. They don't know what that is down there. Yeah, no, the only thing they do worse than snow is ice. <laughs> it's, it's going to get dangerous on Saturday in Atlanta. Be careful on the roads. Uh, <laughs> better, better stock up on all the milk and bread. The stores will be empty. <laughs> get, to, get to the supermarket. Um, <laughs> the college football playoff, man, I went on a rant just because there's some things with college football that bother me in terms of, one, the bowl games being played almost a month after the regular season, which leaves college football players to do so many dumb things as one Alabama defensive lineman did shot part of his finger off. Uh, are you a fan of playing uh, the games here this far after the regular season? I, you know, not really. It's They're different teams. And I think some of the results, you know, if you look at the schedule in general, some of the results told you that if if those games had been played, you know, let's say the second weekend in in December, I think at least half of them would be stark differences mm-hmm. because you know they're you get time off, it just is not the same. But 
you know, it's it, it's always been, and I'm not that it's always been that way is the best excuse for it, but you space it out like that. You put it where you put it around New Year's. Um, you know, I, one thing I know for sure, again, and I've been positive about this for a while, and they keep going up as far as in numbers, God, there's now officially twice as many bowl games as we need. Mm-hmm. You don't need 42 bowl games. I mean, 20 would be just nice, thank you. And I think the quality would be the quality quality would be a lot better, and you could spread them out to December, so it's not always, you know, that that sort of removed from your last game. And there's five team five win teams like a North Texas making a playoff. I mean, there should be no five or six win teams. I think the minimum should be seven. You shouldn't be rewarded for a bowl game finishing 500. I agree with you. There's too many bowls, and obviously a lot of that sponsor and Chick-fil-A bowl and the Outback bowl. You got a Bloomin' Onion mascot the other day, uh, which is just absurd. Um, 14 playoffs. Are you a fan of that? I can think there should be eight or 16. Uh, Are you a fan of four? Um. I'll be honest. I, I thought two was the the ideal number, huh. um, only from the standpoint of I mean, how in the hell could you get two wrong? Um, but you know, somehow you look back on four when they've done it, and there's always a yeah, but you know, there's that fifth team and that sixth team and and whatnot. But yeah, I I think it's going to stay at four for a considerable period of time. I know there's a lot of people out there. For me, I I think four is cool. Um, if it goes to eight, I just don't have much confidence, Jake, that they could do it, uh, in a reasonable manner, you know, where it wasn't, well, let's see now two teams get buys or we can have wild card teams besides champions. <laughs> but wouldn't you rather yeah, that than all the, too much time on wouldn't game. you rather that Randy than all the bowl games? Like wouldn't it be more fun if there was like a mini bracket and you could participate like March Madness is, is awesome. Like, wouldn't you rather that than all the bowl games? Um, well, it's the same difference, really. Yeah. But, you know, teams don't really move on. You know, one of the best-kept secrets for some reason, at least from the from public knowledge standpoint, uh, no one goes to these damn games. Yeah. I mean, if you watch them over the holidays, I think the, the Sun Bowl down in El Paso has always been really well supported by the community. There were people at that game. Mm-hmm. There were people at the, the, you know, the New Year's Six games. Other than that, there's nobody there, mm-hmm. and and the schools it costs them money to go to those games. So in, in the end of it all, and you know, God bless the the networks and God bless ESPN for locking it up as much as they did and for as much as they did, because uh, that's worked out really well for. Well, it's worked out well for the people that own the <laughs> the bowl systems <laughs> and the playoff. Yeah. But you know, I, for the individual schools. The coaches like it because they get extra practice, and man, players like it because you get a cool swag bag, <laughs> and you get a you got to make sure you don't rob anything from a store like one of the guys did in the Belk Bowl. He, he well, he, at least at least he had brand loyalty. Come on, Jay, <laughs> get a break. Belk, he, un- he, underrated he store though. J, he didn't get caught at JC Penny. He went to Belk. <laughs> he went to Belk with his four hundred and fifty dollar card, and then pinched a little more yeah you go to macy's there's stuff on the floor you can just drag it out with you and you're good how, how they organize macy's is like a dump um belk is underrated love belk they have that in charlotte uh i, I, I go there so shout out to belk uh, they're not kind of check but i, I respect a, a good uh 
a good store that has good clothing. Randy Cross joining us on the Jake Brown Show. Randy Cross FB on Twitter is where you find him. CBS Sports analyst uh, Lane Kiffin. I mean, he's going to the everyone loves FAU. He's going as far away from uh, the the likes of Alabama as you can, can as you can get. Uh, are you a a fan of what uh, Nick Saban did here, cutting ties with him a week before the play uh, the title game. Well, I, I think when these things happen, the actual facts are rarely see the light of day. But I got a funny feeling, as has happened in a few other stops he's made. I think Lane earned this. You know, and there's there are, there are facts that I guess we're not going to see, but guy like Nick doesn't suddenly say, you know what, why don't you go coach? <laughs> why don't you go take a all-expense-paid trip to Boca? And I've got Sarkeesian here, so we'll be okay. Highly unusual, on you know, kind of all the above. But, you know, Florida Atlantic is probably where, you know, Lane should be for a little while just to sort of cut his, cut his experience from the standpoint of how about you go to a place that you have to build and show how good a coach you are instead of kind of, you know, being born on second or third base and getting everything because of what your last name is. Do you, I mean, it seemed like the, that relationship was just brutal. And from, from what I've heard, I mean, Kiffin needed to, some writer said today on Tiki and Tierney that um, Kiffin needed to be told that he was pretty and kind of needed to hear stuff like that. Do you think that relationship was a big part of this? Yeah, I, I'm not thinking Nick Saban as a boss is real high maintenance. And by the same token, I don't think he exactly – I think he throws compliments around like manhole covers. So if you need that on a regular basis, if you're kind of needy from a personality standpoint, you might have a have a slight problem. Um, but, you know, he's in a – Nick's in a good spot. He's basically got an NFL team. I think he's got a bigger staff than most NFL teams when you count all their – other consultants and specialists and everybody, you know, everybody else that he stashes in that building in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, I, you know, not having Lane Kiffin, will it hurt them? Eh, you won't know till Monday. My guess is not, not that much. They'll do less lateral and cute stuff and more just downhill running, which given recent events and recent results, I'd say that's not too bad, especially with a guy like Scar- Scarborough. Break down this, and Scarborough didn't run that much uh, last week. Uh, break down this game for us, Alabama-Clemson. We get a rematch. I mean, last year is as tight as you can get, almost 45-40. to 40. Uh, Do you see it being another tight classic here, or do you see more of a blowout? No, you know, I, I think it's going to be another game with a lot of points. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think this offense, as you saw uh, against Ohio State, Clemson's not a fake. You know, they're not – Oh well, gee, they're—they won't be able to stand up physically. Um, you know that was an offensive line last year with a guy like Hyatt at left tackle. He was a true freshman. I mean, that was pretty pretty amazing what they did and getting to a game like that and then scoring forty points against Alabama. Um, they're going to have the same problem and the same challenge, and that sort of goes primarily into the lap of the offensive, the skill players. And the whole the whole group on the offensive side is you can't turn the ball over, and you can't stick your hand up and tip a ball, and you can't let Alabama score non-offensive touchdowns. 
and I think they're up to like 16 or 17 on the year now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just you can't game plan for it. it it's goofy. You can say, well, we're going to hold Alabama to 28 points, and the defense goes, okay, we had we held them to 27. Of course, the offense gave up 14, so they ended up with 41. But you know, that's the kind of game I think it's going to be. It's going to be another. You know, 38, 40 points to not quite that many. Do you – what's your prediction? Do you like Alabama here? Um, yeah, I think Alabama's going to win ultimately. I think it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like that's in their DNA. You know, it's a scary mm-hmm. thing for the Pac-12, for SC to sort of recapture a little bit of that that last night and that Rose Bowl win of coming back and, and always, you know, kind of having that in your back pocket that you can pull that kind of thing out. You know, it gets late and, you know, you're playing in this Alabama Clemson game. Is it an advantage that Clemson was there last year? Yeah. But then again, it's also a disadvantage because they couldn't beat them. Mm-hmm. And all those people that you have uh, are, are one more, one year better, but so are a lot of the stars on the other side the team that won and you know if there's a a real advantage uh in this game and we're gonna have to see what it is especially against that defense it'd be the experience of deshaun watson but you know jalen hurts hasn't exactly made himself look like a you know a bumbling freshman very often this year 18 years old is incredible the guy's the national title game (laughs) i mean i'm thinking at 18 I'm, i'm chugging like a four loco a freshman year of college or having a jungle juice for the first time. And this kid's no big deals in the national title game. Um, Deshaun Watson's NFL future. What does it hold? What do you think? Uh, I think it's pretty bright, but it's going to be like everybody else. Um, potentially he could be a real good player in the league. It depends on where he goes. Mm. You know, this, this, you know, for the money, it's always good to get drafted high. It's all, there's never a bad scenario for a team or for a player when you go high because that means you're going to get more money. The problem is the guys that, you know, quote-unquote drop, you know, the better teams are down below. That's like when Aaron Rodgers had that uncomfortable drop on draft night. Mm -hmm. That was kind of good news, bad news. Bad news is it was embarrassing as hell. Good news was, well, that was the Packers down there. He got the lure behind Brett Favre, and now he's, you know, arguably the MVP and got a chance to be maybe going back to another Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson's got the ability to throw. Uh, in this game, he's got some extra receivers that weren't in the game last year, especially Williams. That, that's a huge impact player. But I think, you know, you put Watson on a team that's got receivers. Let's say, for instance, you put him in the Dak Prescott situation. You put anybody. I mean, Dak Prescott's in the same situation that Mark Sanchez was in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Really good defense, really good running game. But I think I think Watson's going to have a have a hell of a career if he can get in the right spot with the right coach. I'll take him here in New York. The Jets might need a, a quarterback very soon. Yeah, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be the right spot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for for him, yeah, for him especially. Uh, Randy Cross joining us here on the Jake Brown Show. Played at it, iTunes and Spotify. Are you for? I keep asking, are you for or against? Are you are you a fan of the McCaffrey and Fournette? Do you do you like players sitting out these bowl games and uh, preparing for the draft? I, I think it's every player's call. You know, it's 
you can get out you can take out the insurance policy before your you know senior year or before your third year of eligibility however whatever however you want to look at it but the risk is the risk um and there is a chance that you get hurt there's a chance you bust a leg there's a chance you blow a knee there's a chance you do a shoulder and you know i'm very very well aware of the loyalty and the team and all that other fun stuff. But, you know, I I think the reality of college football right now, it's much more like a, you know, grade B NFL than it is at the old time college football. You know, Mm. give it, give it the old college try, you know, in case people haven't checked that out lately. I think that's died quite a while ago. Randy Cross showing us. All right. We talk college, obviously, we are talking to a three-time Super Bowl champ. NFL playoffs are beginning. Can't wait. Bart's got voice. We have, sadly, Randy, three teams, really, that we could talk about in the AFC because uh, the other three don't really have true quarterbacks, we could say, in the playoffs here with Moore. Although Moore's a veteran, Tano might come back, and then Connor Cook and Brock Osweiler. Um, is it looking like the Patriots just running through this AFC right now, or do you like the Chiefs or Steelers? Well, it, it's hard to make much of an argument as to who's going to upset, you know, the the Patriots from the way that they've played mm-hmm. and kind of what they do. Now, I will say that by result and by stats, because if you look at them and you're sitting there and you're listening to, you know, who's blocking for for Brady and you're and you're keeping track of who's catching some of his passes and some of the names of the guys on defense you need a hell of an excuse you will need Google several times <laughs> during the course of a Patriots game yeah but I think a lot of that is born of how good a coaches you know Belichick and his staff are they they have a distinct advantage I loved Oakland's chances with Carr I, I think the the sad reality is you're looking at Pittsburgh, probably on the uh, on the AFC side, and these playoffs as being the best team as far as a chance to to take out New England. After that, it's an if and a maybe. Who do you like out of the NFC here? I, I think five teams are capable of doing it. I, the, the fan of me wants to pick the Giants, but also the reality of me wants to pick the Giants because of how dominant that defense has been here. If their offense could just show up just a tad bit more than it has – Seems like the Giants could go on a third uh, Super Bowl run here. Yeah, they could do that. Um, I think Green Bay's got themselves pretty much convinced that they could do the same thing. And mm-hmm. and you you watched them the other night. They kind of toyed with Detroit, who had been a hell of a hot team. Um, Dallas has got the perfect combination from you know you want the defense, you want the ability to rush the passer when you get a lead, you want the running game to eat the clock once you get ahead, you want the big play guys, um, and Prescott keeps you know defying conventional wisdom when it comes to a rookie quarterback. I, I kind of like Atlanta. I like the Falcons here. I mean, I obviously live here and get a chance to to see them up close and on a regular basis. I, I think Dan Quinn's done an amazing job. And of all the offenses out there and all the offensive players, I don't think there's a single one that is anywhere anywhere near the kind of role that Atlanta's been on and Matt Ryan. This this offensive team is built to give people nothing but grief. And if if 
Beasley and that defense get a lead to play with, you're going to you're going to have a hard time against them because they're they're not that easy to run on and man, they can do some serious quarterback hunting. Dan Quinn, former Hofstra defensive line coach and defensive coordinator, baby. Uh, me as a, the pride of Hofstra, I got to take pride in that being. Oh, uh, that's great! I know. I mean, and he is a hell of a coach. Yeah, and a good guy too. Uh, so, drum roll here, please. Uh, what is the Randy Cross uh, Super Bowl prediction here? If you had to, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something. I think that. It's it's nothing, but at this point, it might be just going pure favorites, just chalk, because yeah, I, I everybody wants to see Dallas, New England. I th- I think when it's all said and done, New England's going to come out of the AFC, but I think the Falcons come out of the NFC. And do you like the the Pats to win it all? Um, I think you're going with your hometown team in the ATL. I just know a little bit about him. That's oh. all, Jake. Um, I, I'll tell you what. It's a fair fight. Yeah. But, yeah, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I, I'm a huge fan of been there, done that. So I, I, I think there's too many distractions and things to take your eye off the ball when it comes to, you know, your first time in a Super Bowl. So I'd have to go with the, the team that's done a bunch. Pats over Falcons. You heard it here first. Randy Cross's prediction. Uh We'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting, at least on the NFC side. AFC side, not as sexy as the NFC side. Um, but, hey, the playoffs, the playoffs, anything can happen. Randy Cross, CBS college football analyst, killing it there. The championship is coming up Monday as Alabama rematches Clemson once again. Uh, should be a thriller. Randy, you'll be there. Enjoy the game, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. All right, Jake. Thanks a lot. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.